coming to you live from Sixth the Studio on Kingsland's beautiful South Quay. It's the second annual Jables Awards. Just so Jables. I'm your host, Jables. With me tonight is... Our kid. <laughs> what is that hesitant applause? Slight applause. <laughs> it is. And also with us tonight is... Producer Ben. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Not going to keep that up all night. Well, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the uh, There Was Wars 2023. Usually we come to you talking about films and we watch a new film and tell you all about said film. But uh, around this time, we do our awards of roughly 12 months films yeah. that we've been watching. It's a bit of a recap, isn't it? A bit it? of a recap, highs and lows. And we don't have anything to watch this week because somebody messed up. That's me. So, yeah, we, was good. we said, I think we said last week it was going to be Fast X, but that isn't actually out until Friday, is that That's right? slightly ahead of myself, yeah. yeah. So, we thought we'd bring the schedule forward, do the Jables Awards this week, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be back on track soon-ish. So, our kid, if someone wants to get hold of us on the socials to discuss our results for the Jables Awards, how would they do that? They can get us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Just So Jables. We've had a little bit of a revamp. On the social media, so we've got some new images and we're going to have a few new interactions, hopefully. The website is justsojables.com and you can email us, hello at justsojables.com. Email is producer Ben's favourite form of communication. Except, so, for... except for LinkedIn direct messaging. <laughs> we're two years in and still no LinkedIn. This is true. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Like and follow, leave a review if you could, that would be... Uh... Ever so good. I don't know why I don't push any of the other ones. I don't really know what else we're on. We're, we're on, on Apple. Are we? Oh, we yeah. are, yeah. iTunes, yeah. Hi, cool. Barney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just on to the show then, our oh, kid. I guess okay. so, yeah. So I'm all right in saying you're going to run through the uh, the films and we're just going to have a bit of a chat about them and then come up with a an award at the end of yeah, each one. That's so right, sounds yeah. good. I'll kick off the first category then, which is the Visual Treat Award. So this is for a film that looks great, even if some aspects of it, so the story or the acting, don't quite add up. Last year's winner was June. Okay. This year's nominees are Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Don't Worry Darling, 65, and John Wick Chapter 4. Ben, do you want to kick us off with a bit of amusing on it? A bit of amusing on this. So visual treat. I mean, it's, tri- it's I think it's been a little bit tricky this year, actually. So if you say June was the winner last year, mm. we haven't really got anything quite comparable to that, I don't think, this year. Not on the epic sort of scale. Mind. No. Yeah. Gut reaction. I'd go for Don't Worry Darling on this one, because it was quite an interesting setting. Out in the desert, sparse landscapes and hypersaturated imagery and... 50s stuff and bits and pieces so I'm, I'm going to give it to that it certainly looked good they've done the period well and it had i liked that kind of like overly clean overly saturated mm. deliberate sort of look of it it's hard to talk about the visual treat without thinking about top gun maverick as well because that was despite them saying it was all practical effects it clearly wasn't we know that but it looked really clean you know, even if there were bits that were visual effects, a lot of it was practical. And it had a good style of cinematography, didn't it, with the filming style. Yeah. And actually, yeah, I quite like that. What about you, our kid? Um, well, I 
think visually, all of those films could probably win it for me, just looking purely visually. Yeah. Now, 65, I know we had a few problems with some of it, and mm. a lot of it was very CGI-y, but yeah. I remember one of the things we talked about after the film was how much we liked the visual of it, and yeah. how it, it kind of felt real, even though you knew it wasn't. Yeah, we liked the visual aspect almost more than the monster aspect, exactly, didn't we? Exactly, like, yeah. Yeah, it certainly felt like you were in that environment. The environment was good. Yeah, I th and Everything Everywhere All at Once was a big favourite of mine. I think that will probably come up in later categories for me. Would that stand out as visual effects or...? I think it was just the scale of it, visually. It went from... You know, one minute in. you're in someone's yeah house, yeah, the next you're kind of out on a mountainside yeah. and stuff, and I think that all worked really well. But I think out of all of them, I'd probably say John Wick Chapter 4, because as okay. I said when we talked about it, that had a very comic book style, like each frame could have been a still from a comic book, and I really like that as a visual generally, yeah. like with the bits in Tokyo, the bits in Paris, mm -hmm. it was all quite hyper-real, the yeah. ballet, the Louvre, all that kind of stuff. I really enjoyed it visually. So I think if, if I had to pick one and it was my choice, I'd probably go for the John Wick film. I but have to say, I'm slightly surprised not to see Red Planet on this list. Are <laughs> <laughs> you, Ben? Yeah. 2002 You, you could classic. have nominated it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. 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 The, but, strangely, the nomination committee didn't reply to my emails. <laughs> but obviously it's the Jables Awards, so Jables has the final say. The final say. Well, one. I'll take both of your points of view in account and like dismiss them, obviously. I totally agree with you on John Wick. I think that hyper-stylized does work. I think in places it almost became too much so that took me out of it mm. almost like you know we spoke about it at the time when they're sat in the middle of like a busy paris top of the sacred curve yeah. and no one no one around and 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 it looked fake some of the backdrops on that even mm. though i loved the tokyo stuff i think for me because of that and because of the realism and yeah a bit of nostalgia and just how it looked i'd probably give it to uh top gun maverick actually top out gun of maverick. those ones okay Fair play Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> All your opinions are perfectly valid. <laughs> uh, introducing our next award uh, presenter, it's producer Benjamin. <laughs> Thank you. It's almost too much. So the next category is the most original concept award. So this can have an existing source, for example, a comic, a game, or even true real life events, but not be linked to an existing franchise. So it's got to be something we haven't quite seen before. And the nominations are... See how they run. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The black phone. Unbearable weight of massive talent. The menu. This is quite a long one. Violent night. Cocaine bear. And 65. Okay. Well, so who Jables. won last year, Arkid? Last year's winner was Malignant. Oh, Ooh. okay. It's going to be hard to beat that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Still stands. I have you watched it again since on a matter of interest? I'm sure we tried to watch it on Prime Video yeah. and it said this isn't available even after we click play. Every time you've said it, I've gone, oh, I want to watch that again. And then yeah. I forget. <laughs> Running down them, I suppose there was quite a few nominees there. There was a few original things. I don't think everyone landed in cinemas recently. That doesn't necessarily highlight how many remakes and you know reimaginings and mm. continuations of... Marvel films there are. That's also we've had to wade through. So, see how they run. That was the Mousetrap yeah. mystery one, wasn't Sam it? Sam Rockwell and Saul Sharone. Yeah. I did like that. I'm just trying to ponder right, which one I liked the most, I suppose. Everything Everywhere All at Once was very good. It was original. It felt like I'd seen it before, even though it was an original concept, if that makes sense. It felt like a familiar 
type and style of film, and then it kind of like changed tact quite a lot. So not quite sure. What about you on the next? Well, good. well so. the Black Phone I did really like, but compared to some of the others on the list, I wouldn't say it was better than. I think I know you've mentioned everything everywhere all at once. I loved that film, I know. and I would probably petition for that one. However. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I really, really enjoyed ah, yeah, that. And yeah. I know we did that podcast by Zoom, didn't we? So it probably didn't capture everything no. we wanted to. It was like a post-COVID sort of thing. Was it when I was it? ill? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. But that was so... I mean, we, we were just crying with laughter in places, weren't we? It was just such fun. And so this was the Nicolas Cage it was one. Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And I think that it was really original, even though the kind of supervillains and, and you know, we've host. seen those kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. characters before, but there was just something about the way it was put together and the chemistry between the two of yeah. them was just really, really funny. What about the rest, Ben? So what else have we got? The menu. The menu for me was interesting in that I think in principle it was an interesting concept, but the actual execution just then became a little bit, uh, okay, we're doing this, are we? Would it be safe to argue that the menu was probably the most original out of all of those? Very possibly, yeah. Mm. So it's the question of, is this also, are, you, are we putting execution into this as well? Mm, I don't know. It's mm. worth thinking about. Um, because, you know, we could all come up with wacky ideas for films couldn't mm. we but that doesn't mean anything unless you've also then made it well yeah. and i'm not saying the menu wasn't made well but it just got a little bit extra at points and that just kind of took me out of it but then then what do we come to next something completely different violent night which yeah. i think we all loved was it an original concept though i mean you could kind of imagine that that idea has been talked about probably a million times around people's dinner tables or at christmas or in hollywood meetings yeah. and you know we saw hints of it in in scrooged with the night the reindeer died. died. Yeah, yeah it's like, this is true. So is it actually original to put a character like Santa Claus into such a violent setting? I don't know. But the execution was very good. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. We're getting a balance there. Two very different films. Yeah, I mean, last couple, I suppose, on there, you've got so Cocaine Bear. Certainly original. Certainly didn't follow reality. <laughs> um, but I guess in that way, it's, it had its own narrative. So it can certainly be called original that... There were bits I liked, but most of it, I can barely even remember whether mm. I liked it that much. I don't think I we don't enjoyed think... the execution yeah, of it, did we? But a couple of funny bits certainly wasn't like compared to the other films on that list. I can't say even if it even if it was the most original, like I couldn't award it anything. And mm. I think sixty five on there. We've spoken about you know again that felt original in terms of its setting in a way, but it was all spoiled by the trailer, so. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It didn't feel like an original viewing. By the time you saw the film. Yeah, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Okay. Not at all. Yeah, so, we kind of knew everything, didn't yeah. we? And then... So what would your choice be there on there? It would kid? be everything everywhere all yeah, at once. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Ben? I'm torn between that and the unbearable weight of massive talent. So I'm going to go unbearable weight on this one. Just to make Jables' choice more difficult. Yeah. I think it was me who mentioned putting Black Phone on there. I probably I did like that film even, you know, it was a horror film and there were certainly tropes in there that we'd seen before, but I liked that original side of the story. But I wouldn't necessarily, it's easy for me to say, necessarily say it was a better film or more original than the others. So I think it's, for me, it's kind of a choice of, of the three. I agree, like, Violent Night isn't necessarily original. It's either, it's everything everyone wants, a very weight, massive talent, or the menu. Because even though I wasn't a massive fan of the menu, I could, you know, there were bits of the visuals, there were bits that I liked of it. 
So I just came out of that thinking, did I miss something? It made me feel a bit stupid because I thought there was a cleverness to it that I obviously didn't get. But then when the three of us talked about it, it was clear that all three of us must have missed something and it yeah. wasn't just me. So it was kind of a relief. It was a bit like if Fraser Crane and Niles Crane got together and made a film. Yeah. An edgy film. Yeah. I think so. I'm Except gonna... it would never yeah. get finished. No, it would never yeah. get finished, obviously. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it to... The unbearable weight of massive oh, talent. Yeah. Just because of the Nicolas Cage Pedro Pascal relationship was very funny. It was lovely. And it was it was, you know, that just swings it for me. And I know, let's face it, this is probably the potentially the only mention it's gonna get in this, in our lists, really. It might come up later on, but I know other films on that list are gonna come up later on. So there we go. So that's the most original concept award. What's up next, Jables? Well, pull your finger out, Hollywood Award for most disappointing experience. This year's nominations are Jurassic World Dominion, Thor, colon, Love and Thunder, Bullet Train, Beast, Don't Worry Darling, Amsterdam, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and Renfield. So... Over to our kid. What won last year, our kid? Last year it was a joint win, actually. Okay. I feel it might be the same this year. But... Yeah, between Free Guy and The Lost City. I think Gunpowder Milkshake just kind of squeaked oh, through yeah. on those God. being more disappointing. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that film. Yes. Pull your finger out, Hollywood. So if I look at the first few that we've we've mentioned, Jurassic World, Dominion. I think we all said, didn't we, the first Jurassic World film we quite liked... The second one we really didn't like, and this one was just kind of, yeah. I didn't mind the second one. Yeah, I, I it, it, it was okay. I kind of liked the characters, yeah. but it was just so messy and silly, and it could have been better. And I think we often say it's the ones that are disappointing rather than shit <laughs> that, yeah. that are far worse, really. You get all of the stars back in, and if this is the best you can do with that, then yeah, it's time exactly. to... Yeah, exactly. So it is... It is disappointing. Thor Love and Thunder was the same, wasn't it? It was lazy. Oh, that's fair, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that was more disappointing than just being rubbish. We kind of liked watching mm, it. I was going to say, yeah. But it was just like eating a Big Mac. You know, you're hungry again in an hour. We was... quite liked the Mighty Thor. She actually played it quite well and those things came across, but it just wasn't good enough. And the joke with the hammer that just kept going and going yeah. and it was like... Yeah, we get it. It was funny the first time. The fourth time, it, it wasn't funny. Yeah, bullet train rattled through. It was fine. I need to rewatch it, actually. Okay. I maybe got caught up in the hype, and that's why I was mm. disappointed. But I, I don't think I was actually... I think on reflection, I'm not sure if I was just disappointed or I wanted more. It felt like it could have been so much more. Mm. But it didn't feel like it was like, sort your life out, Hollywood. It, was, it felt like, oh, that's a shame. It could have been mm. much better. Yeah. Oh, beast. On reflection... I would watch it again, I think. Jables is like, yeah. no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I would. It was not good. It wasn't good, was I it? thought it was fine, but I remember how much you disliked it. I think you said something like it was like watching Jaws 3D on a yeah. black and white telly. Right. It, it, was a, it, was just like a, it was just a bit pap and the, like, the effects weren't good and it felt like a, a bad line CGI. Yeah. And, and but, Idris was fine yeah, and the was. people yeah. in it were fine, yeah. but the, just the story was a little bit pap and the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But though with this one, I think it's like what you said, our kid, just now. It's like we didn't expect that one to be a brilliant film. So yeah. it's less of a letdown. It's all yeah. relative, yeah. isn't it? So that was, yeah, that was, yeah. 
Don't Worry Darling is kind of what I expected it was going to be. It mm. was going to, again, it was with the hype and the build-up to it and all the, the beautiful scenes and all, you know, they, they've got some big names in there and I've obviously spent a lot of money on the production. Mm. Those are all red flags to me because I'm, I'm going into the cinema thinking this is going to be a little bit overworked and a bit rubbish, and it was. I think we hated the reveal, didn't we? That's, they were building up to something me, and when we got it, we were like, really? I think that was four-fifths of a good film. Yeah, absolutely. And you remember how much I loathed the, the reveal. That was, you're being lazy. That, yeah. And that, that's why I'm so, I was so disappointed with it, which is kind of annoying because it shouldn't be on this list, but it absolutely deserves to be because just because of the end was so mm. ugh, yeah. horrible. Right. Amsterdam, oh. that's, that's on there. Oh. We all watched the trailer. We all had the same thoughts, but that was, again... Really, really disappointing and a bit and bad actually. I'd say that was one of the worst films on on it there was. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I remember halfway, but halfway, not even that. You said to me, "Is it me or is this garbage?" <laughs> yeah, and I said, "Yeah, it's garbage." Yeah, which is annoying because it had so many themes and bits and pieces. Yeah. It would have been really interesting to explore. And I love all three of the leads. I really Absolutely. like them. But it just ended up being really pap. Again, I've got, mm. that's twice. That's two paps. Word Double of the pap. day. Word of the year. Word of word. Yeah, for, for me, Amsterdam was was my gunpowder milkshake for this year. Yeah. I yeah. really hated it. It was just irksome the whole way through. Yeah. Mm. Um, Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. I didn't hate it, but I know how bad it was. Mm. I think that's probably how I'd sum it up. Certain aspects of it I liked, but a lot of it just felt like generic uh, Hollywood film. And I kind of didn't mention, I can't remember if I mentioned this afterwards, but I remember speaking before we watched it and how much I liked in the previous Ant-Man films when you had the, the small scale, big scale, you know, little yeah. things make it made big in, in real life and then those also becoming small. And I realised, like after, they're in the quantum realm. You don't know what, how big little size things mm. are. So that kind of like yeah. joke concept just yeah. was non-existent in the entire film. And I actually think that's a big part of it in yeah. both the previous yeah. films. The scale thing, yeah. It's the definitely. scale. And it's, yes, it might, mm. yeah. Yeah, it, it might be silly, but it might just be like such a small part. And people might go, that's really derivative. That's obvious, those things. But that's such yeah. a, an important bit and a bit of the comedy that you, you just lost completely. And on the back of that, the story and the other things that happened weren't strong enough to make up for it. No, they weren't. So, yeah, I'd say that was probably one of the most disappointing ones for me on there as well. Renfield, but, when we talked about it, yeah, there were bits about it that we liked, but overall yeah. we were disappointed I think by that's the right. film. I think the thing is, we're not crapping on everything on that list, I don't think, but it's just, yeah, there's a couple of, there's two standouts for me on there. What would be your nomination on there, Arkin? It would be Amsterdam. Yeah, okay, Ben? Seconded. Absolute yeah. garbage. So, I'm going to third it. Okay. And I'm going to say the most disappointing one on there is Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the the pull your finger out one, but I have to have an honourable mention because of how how annoyed it makes me feel every time I think about the film for Don't Worry Darling because it just like ground my gears. Yeah, you physically winced in the cinema. Oh, massive! Yeah, yeah, massively. Oh. <laughs> Right, so the next is the Star Turn Award for Best Performance. Okay. Do you want to do a little sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> Very does that apt. relate to anything? <laughs> Last year's Star Turn was Bob Odenkirk for Nobody. So let's see how right. this year's nominees stack up against that. So again, it's quite a long list. Yeah. But we'll, we'll barrel through. We can through. round through these, yeah. Yeah, so Jesse Buckley for Men. 
David Harbour for Violent Night, Tom Hanks from Ankled Otto, Gerard Butler for Plane, Mike Coulter for Plane, mm. Angela Bassett, Wakanda Forever, Mathregan for Mathregan. Yeah. And that was just to check that you were paying attention <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the nominations. Keanu New as someone nominated <laughs> yeah. for John Wick Chapter 4. And Rocket Raccoon for Guardians 3. Yeah, I just like that one at the end. I do a, too. Yeah. yeah. So, Ben, what are your initial thoughts? Well, it's been a long time since we watched Men. It does, it I'm trying to think back to that. She was good. She was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was kind of hard to watch at times, wasn't it? Like, mm. oh. Yeah, and slightly uncomfortable. But yeah, I mean, it's a good nomination, definitely. Yeah. And then we switch gears again, David Harbour and Violent Night. I think it was solid. I think it was very solid. I don't know if I'd say it was standout. Yeah. I'd call it a star turn. Would you? Definitely, I would, yeah. I'd, okay. I'd, yeah. I think he, to think of him going from being Hopper in Stranger Things to this... Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'd. I'd say it's standout enough. Tom Hanks, A Man Called Otto. Again, I think solid. I. Th- I think it's how I would have predicted Tom Hanks to have performed that role. So I don't think it was necessarily standout mm. enough for me. I'm not quite sure what my criteria are, but yeah. Jables, I think when it gets down to this, just so you know now, when it gets down to awarding this award, I'm kind of going to have to almost split it into two. Who who I think was the best kind of performance. And who I like, who who sort of stood out, it was almost the quirkiest, kind of like biggest kind of performance. So you could do an honourable mention. Exactly, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Gerard, so Gerard Butler would definitely fall in the honourable mention category because it's Gerard Butler, yeah. captain of a plane. Was he even a special forces dude? I can't remember. No, I don't think no, he was. No, just no. a pilot. No. He's just a Because the other guy was. Yeah, he was, yeah. Is that Mike Coulter? Yeah. Yeah, so kind of lumping those two together a bit. But I'd say more film than star award for me, mm-hmm. to be honest. Angela Bassett in Wakanda Forever, I think actually she was one of my favourite parts of that film. I don't know if we maybe gave it enough credit at, at the time for that mm. part of it. She, yeah, she was really... She, I think she held it together better than Shiri did, really. Definitely. She was the only one that really had, had any weight. weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, check Ooh, Ooh, I know. Ooh. Yes, yes. That's synchronicity, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it won't I'll, last. I'll look it Never. Up. Yeah. Never. Yeah, so Mithrigan was obviously just a bit of a fun one. No, to but add I think, in. you know. But yeah. It's a, I, I was, I but was she like, was really good. She was well. really good. Yeah. We're in the era of AI now, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so why not? Yeah. Keanu Reeves, obviously, for John Wick Chapter 4. Yeah, I chucked that in there because I think definitely deserved a mention in terms of. I don't think he necessarily gets enough credit for what he does in it. He has to, he has to do a lot in that film. Yeah, and, and some people work. kind of say, considering his age, yeah, he did it really well. He's like, he's not that old. I know, and I'm not even saying, I know he gets a lot of stunt work and a lot of does, but he doesn't get a lot to say and a lot to do, but he's held it together yeah, and he's believable. And it feels authentic when you're watching it. And what more can, yeah. you, can yeah, you say absolutely. about that? And then Rocket Raccoon. I think that was definitely a starter. And I don't even think of him as like Bradley Cooper nah, not at all. At all. No. And did you say that Sean Gunn did the voice of the young, little yeah, Rocket? little yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he was kind of a real character, wasn't if, he? Yeah. So yes, it was totally a starter. I mean, he felt me. a lot more real than some of the other characters we've mentioned in films previously. So for emotion and stuff like that, I think it was worth worth a, a nomination. Yeah. What do you think then, Ben? What's your where's your leaning there? Okay, I'm gonna go for Jesse Buckley in the film Men for this one. All the others were just solid performances. Yeah. And maybe this one is just more that it's a combination of the performance and the novel nature of the film as well that yeah. just added together. So that's where I'm gonna go. Jables. Potentially. In fact, we probably should have included that or spoke about that in the um 
original, original concept. Yeah. We didn't actually think of that, did no. we? No. That would have been a good shout. It's definitely worth an honourable mention now for that in terms of original concert. Well, our kid, you better have a... Yeah, I'm going to go Jesse Buckley yeah. as well. My heart's kind of saying Rocket Raccoon, mm. but I think if I'm being serious about it, then yeah. definitely Jesse Buckley for men. I don't think, did she even get anything, any mentions for in Not the award really, season, no. in the, in the no. real RL? No, it was proper overlooks. Well, to be fair, it was one of the first films of this era that, of the Jables Awards that we, we watched. Yeah, yeah. So that is true. I almost missed it when I was going yeah. through. Timing issue, isn't it? Well, I absolutely would agree, actually. I think cool. if I'm looking kind of acting and performance and what she gave to that film, it's hard. Who was the guy who was in it? Rory Kinnear. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, probably should at least mention him because he played like fifteen people. You and know, he, he wasn't quite because he's quite a he's, nice guy in other stuff, isn't yeah. he? Seems a really nice chap, yeah. and he was horrible in a lot of so, that film. Yeah, yeah. The, the counterpoint. It could have easily become that that he was the focus of the film, mm. but he absolutely wasn't when you're watching it. And yeah, I, I think my worry about the film is it might get forgotten about, and it probably will get forgotten about in a couple of years' time, and we might look at that and go. What was that? But maybe for us, it will be strong enough in there. We saw, you know, in how we watched it and where we watched it and the, the experience that it will stick with us. Yeah, yeah I'm so. definitely going to honourable mention, though, um, David Harbour and Violet Knight, just for the fun factor that I like the film so much. Yeah. And, yeah, Rocket Raccoon. He has our hearts, he, doesn't he, he? Yeah, he has our hearts, really, yeah. Mm. So, Good next stuff. award up, Ben. Next award is the <laughs> Plank of Wood Award. You could have put a voice on. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. What is, it? what is the plank of wood then? Well, it's a notable lack of cast chemistry or particularly poor performance. Amsterdam, don't worry, darling, she said. Wakanda forever. Don't worry, darling, she said. The North Man, the Grey Man, Hocus Pocus 2. Red Planet. Just to jump in, yep. last year's winner oh, yeah. was Lost City. We'd actually done uh, it by individuals last right. year, so it was Sandra Bullock for Lost City, but we've made it more of an ensemble issue this time round. Yeah, can I just still say, actually, that still is just really shit, yeah. that film. The Lost City. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so disappointing, yeah, wasn't it? Was. Yeah, anyway, let's yeah, just move avoid on. Running through them quickly, because we've spoken about Amsterdam already, we, mm -hmm. you know, performances-wise, we spoke about that. Say, we didn't actually mention Don't Worry Darling in terms of performances, but that was... I get, I'd stick with it. There were some wooden parts and strange mm. character choices in that that made it seem like they were very disconnected. And mm. sometimes the characters shifted personality without necessarily indicating why or for what reason. And the story wasn't good enough to explain that. So I wouldn't necessarily say the people were bad in it. I'd say they were let down by the story again because mm. I've not got beef with yeah. Don't Worry Darling, but I clearly have. You put She Said in there. Yeah, I'm kind of um, with you on was this. Was it Rachel, Rachel McAdam? Wasn't no, that, was she, she wasn't in that. I, I disagree. There were times when it just felt a little bit weak to me in okay. terms of the chemistry of the cast. Okay. So. Wakanda Forever, it's in the first Black Panther film. I really liked Danny Guerrero's part. Is it Akoya? Yeah. I didn't think she was very good in no. this one. Again, I think she was let down by a poor script. Yeah. But there were bits with the new Ironheart character, yeah. who, again, I thought was quite weak. They have a bit of a, a to-do in her halls of residence at university, and um, Akoya's like, oh, I like her. Yeah. And it just, it all felt very unnatural. And I thought Namor, he just didn't really have much gravitas either. And it just... Yeah, it was compared to the first Black Panther, which I probably shouldn't have been comparing no, it's it hard in not the same to, way. But exactly, and, it was but hard I, not I to. I guess the problem is it's hard to 
look at the film, you know, because there was obviously a lot of reasons why the film ended up the way it did. And, you know, since there's been lots of news come out about how it was rewritten, obviously it was rewritten for obvious reasons because of Chadwick Boseman's yeah. passing. But in terms of what the original strips could have been and how it became, I don't necessarily think it was caused by chemistry or bad performances. I just think it was the sum of its parts wasn't good enough. Is what I'd say, but uh... the Northman. I thought was it Alexander Skarsgård who played the Northman. Overall, I thought he yeah. was quite good, but some of the supporting characters just seemed a little bit miscast. Nicole Kidman stands out particularly. Mm. Yeah, I I think this film should be on this list because it was pretty plodding, yeah. in my opinion. I wouldn't necessarily say it's it was because of performances, but there certainly wasn't any chemistry because, no. well, let's face it, it was an art house piece. Really, mm. you know, there was no chemistry because there was nothing developed. Mm. Char- with the characters between them. The Grey Man. Do you have any idea what that film is, Ben? I can't even remember. <laughs> no, I knew it. Is I... this like a spy film or something? I can't remember. Uh, is it like yeah. an espionage thing? It was that action spy kind of one that we watched around the folks that time. Right, yeah. Uh, who was in it? It was... It was Ryan Gosling, yeah. Chris Evans. Did it have some called? British elements to yeah, it? it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, so and castle at the it? end. And... Yeah. And Chris Evans had a dodgy tash. Yeah. I think his... his Tash kind of stole the show. And it wasn't... I, I didn't hate it. It wasn't yeah. a terrible film, but I can just remember there didn't seem to be a lot That's a just about a film. the Yeah, really. it's just a film for me. Just That wins the Just a Film Award for me. Yeah. Hocus Pocus 2. Again, I can't remember much about that. That was just you and I, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah I can't remember. Really really um, but it was mostly the, the new additions. So the, the uh, three witches yeah. were good fun, but the, the new additions were... Yeah, they just yeah. didn't seem to have much going and on, really. Kids are just rubbish at stuff generally, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. And this proves it. Yeah. Red Planet, though. What is this doing on the list again? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fantastic piece of work. I mean, it There was... was not a lot of chemistry in it. Characterisation was amazing. <laughs> there was some wooden stuff going on in yeah. there, wasn't there? Yeah. Okay. So what, what do you think, our kid? Where's your, where's your leanings? My leaning is Amsterdam mm. because everything... I was just so confused by a lot of what was going on. And there was very good actors acting in such a wooden way that I didn't know whether that was characterisation or just they weren't very good in the film. Yeah. So that one stands out the most for me. Okay. Ben? I would agree, but I'm actually, I think maybe slightly controversially, I'm going for the Northman on this one. Okay. Because when I think back to that film, I just feel bored. And I just remember very kind of sad, grisly people grinding through the landscape and not saying very much. So I'm like, yeah, boring. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I find this one really twicky. Twicky. It's twicky to walk a wine. Um, yeah, I find it really tricky to decide what to give it on it. It feels almost like a, the most depressing award I have to give because I don't mm. care about. I don't care about enough those films enough to stand up for them. I think I'd probably have to give it to Amsterdam again just because I wouldn't necessarily think say that the chemistry between the characters was bad. Just the delivery, as you pretty much spot on there. Maybe I'm leaning back towards it's bordering between disappointing and wooden. Yeah. So a double kick for Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh. Right, so on to J-Balls. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Benjamin. Best horror film. Uh, well, horror is our favourite genre. It gets its own awards. We like it so much. We've got quite a few nominations on there. I didn't realise there was so many that we saw, but I suppose there have been quite a few, haven't there? The Black Phone. Nope. Day Shift. That was the... Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, yeah. Uh, Mowing down bams with, with my, my best, best friend, Bud. Yeah. You wouldn't believe how often we sing uh, that. 
Smile, Werewolf by Night, Hellraiser 2020. Two. Two. Well, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Mathregan, Knock on the Cabin, Door. <laughs> Pope's Exorcist. Mm. Our kid. So, yeah, Black Phone, as we talked about earlier on with the original concept award, I did really like it. And if you remember, I was really nervous about watching it because I was worried about it being about child murders. But actually, it was good to watch. And we really liked the characters, didn't we? Even though they were kids and Ben was just saying kids are always rubbish, aren't they? Actually, the kids in it yeah, were really good, were good and, and we really related to them and, and liked them. I don't really mean that. Nope. We disagreed on Nope, didn't we? Because I think we all oh, kind it. of enjoyed I it. I really liked it. But there were things about it that we were critical of in places. Like, I couldn't quite get the sister. Do you remember? I felt that she was really yeah. overacting, whereas, whereas, we whereas both, you were both, we both sort of it, like, yeah. she's just an extrovert. That's yeah, kind yeah. of contrasting her brother. And I thought about Nope a lot after we watched mm. it. It did keep popping in my head, yeah, and good. I thought about it fairly often. And Day Shift... We really enjoyed. That's I think yeah. it's, it's yeah. more of a horror comedy for yeah. sure. But I don't know. It's another one. I don't know why we haven't rewatched it because we really, really had good fun watching that. Okay, so on to two films that I can't remember at all. <laughs> Smile. That's what the one with the big, the big smiley face. The, <laughs> the big smiley faces, Ben. So you remember the girl? Like a the girl. She's a doc. Well, she's a doctor, isn't she? And oh she... yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. seeing a patient and then yeah. yeah, there were a couple of really good scary moments in that, you know. There were. Are you in the house by yourself? Yeah, Are yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah it, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Obviously not the best horror film for me because I can't remember much about no, it. No, so no. same Werewolf by Night. What That's that one. Werewolf by Night was that wasn't the Marvel one, was it? Yeah, it was. It was which the one was, we what watched was the at Halloween. One? I can't remember which way around with, there was two werewolf ones. Werewolf by Night was the one with Gal Garcia Bernal in and Harriet Sampson Harris. Yeah. It was black and white. It was only like a 30 minute uh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like an old, it was a throwback to the yeah. old House of Horror. Yeah, that was quite good fun. What was yeah. the other werewolf one, though? Sorry, I'm just. Werewolf Within. Yeah. That was it. That yeah, was yeah. good fun. Yeah. But that was the previous year. Was it? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. That's why I'm. Okay. My, my, my mistake. Sorry, Karen. But so, yeah, Werewolf by Night, I actually liked it. It was a nice departure. I think we all enjoyed it, yeah. actually. You know, because it, it was short. It was only like 50 minutes, if you remember. Yeah. So, you don't, remember. I don't. You, don't, you no. have no idea, have you? Carry on. It'll blend into one for me. Hellraiser 2022. Okay. I think, did we have mixed feelings about this yeah. one? I think. I think with Hellraiser, I would, do you know what? I genuinely can say I have not thought about this, that film until we said about it in the awards and. Even when, when we started talking there, I was like, what actually happened in the film? But I just remember the big house bit at the end yeah. had a nice kind of set Got piece. Vistage, yeah, but yeah, I was going to say. So actually not, not bad, but, you know. It wasn't quite Hellraiser, like it. It wasn't, but it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Designing the Cenobites, I think, was quite good. Yeah, yeah. yeah we liked the as- certainly liked aspects of it, but I don't think it all stuck together. I think that's probably what I'd say. So, uh, yeah, Mithrigan, next. We haven't really spoken about that yet, but mm. kind of... Uh, AI, android, slasher, horror, scream type film with some interesting concept. I did like it. I remember mm, liking it, okay. actually. And it was funny in places It was well. funny in yeah. places, Dark, yeah. Yeah. funny, yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, you know, deserves to be on the list, for sure. Knock on the Cabin. That's an interesting one to put on, on there. I don't necessarily think that it's one that stuck with me the most or I thought about, but... I think in turn, there were certainly some good performances in it. It wasn't necessarily the story that let it yeah. down. It was almost the concept. 
We couldn't get past the fact that the concept just didn't stack up. Yeah, yeah. it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. And, and that's tricky. It's a bit of a shame, really, because there's almost a lot of a good film there. Yeah. It's not in the same way as Don't Worry Darling, where it just, like, shits on itself at the end. It basically just kind of, like, just fell apart a little bit and couldn't quite hang mm. together. And I thought Dave Batista was really, really good, good. in Really good, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, that's what there's some really good, strong people in it. And, yeah, not just physically, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And last on the list, Pope's Exorcist, yeah. which um, we only saw a few weeks ago. <laughs> in some ways, probably one of the most forgettable on there, but probably one of the most fun ones yeah. on there. I've almost like I've, I've almost got three awards that I'm going to be given in the horror category, to be honest, but I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. I totally agree with what you said about Nope. That's probably the one that I've thought about the most in all this. Mm. More so than Smile, and because even though Smile was... Good. I mean, even at the time, I wasn't completely wowed on it. And I remember thinking it was a reminder of those film mm. like, films like The Ring, like those kind of ones mm. that, make, that make you scared of small things. And on reflection, I still don't think it holds a candle to It Follows. I still just think mm. that's a, a much better... I remember speaking to someone uh, it was a couple of months ago about Smile, and they were, said, they were talking about watching it, and said, oh, I loved it, it's great. And I was like, right, go and watch It Follows now, because... Similar type of film, but I think it will probably scare you more because of the ideas on mm. it. And yeah, and I got that kind of feedback. They were like, yeah, this is, you mm. know, it was like that concept, but giving you more of the willies. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> in, <laughs> in, it follows his case. So yeah, what's your what's your nominations well, there? Your I votes think, there, Arkin? I've got to say, my gut feeling is almost like the Pope's Exorcist. And I think the reason is because it is for the most part, like a proper old-fashioned yeah, horror film. True. So it's got exorcist conjuring kind like of vibes. And I, I I like that. I like the horror feeling I got when yeah. I watched it. But a lot of what I liked about The Pope's Exorcist wasn't really the horror stuff. It was the humour, yeah. <laughs> I suppose, and Russell Crowe carrying it. I think out of all of those, I, I like all of those films for varying different reasons. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out there and say Pope's Exorcist. Okay. With, with a bit of nope in the background. Yeah. yeah, okay. I think for me, nope was probably a bit highbrow. But not, thinking back on it, I think the thing in the sky just irritated me a bit. Mm. Okay. Ultimately. So I'm, I'm going to go a bit more lowbrow. I'm probably going to say day shift. Okay, cool. But I also did like Mithrigan too, because it was just a lot better than I expected it was going to be, because mm. it had the potential to be absolute bobbins. So those are my nominations. Jables? Well, as I have the final say, I'm actually going to split this into three. I think I'm going to say that the most fun, Pope's Exorcist, maybe the best horror film, what I'd kind of say more classic-y, felt like scary, felt original, felt a bit different, scary, creepy, I'm going to give to The Black Phone. Okay. But I think the, the final award that I'd say, the best film out of those ones, I would give to Nope. So would you say nope was your overall winner? Overall, I'd say nope, okay. I, would, I would say, because I think that was the best film out of those ones. And it also did have some scary elements and some fun elements as well. I still think about, I sometimes think about the, um, the bit in the stables. Yeah, that was funny. Because yeah. both funny, but also scary. <laughs> yeah, but also I the, jumped out of my skin. Yeah, you jumped out of yeah. skin, but also there's a nope. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, it's literally the title yeah. of the film. It's like, nah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, nope. <laughs> no. And, and I, I, what I 
liked about Nope was thinking about it later on. And when yeah. we talked about it, you talked about that concept of the bad miracle and how the two characters, the neighbours, yeah. experienced a bad miracle in a different way. So it coloured how they approached yeah. what was happening. and, Be- and where, Because again, of past experiences. Again, quite highbrow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like when I thought about that, I thought, I do need to watch that again with that in mind yeah. a little bit. And I think, yeah. that's what, I think that's what tips it. I'll just tell you now, if I didn't already, that <laughs> the winner for the best horror last year was also Malignant. Oh, so it do you know what? Cleared up. I last nearly year. asked, and I thought, nah, it was moving. So yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. moving on to the next category, then, which is the best comic adaptation mm-hmm. or superhero franchise film. So you've just put all of them in here. Yes. Right. So all we of them. We can rattle through these. So I think quick. we can rattle through these quite yeah, quickly. They're all rubbish. <laughs> so we've got Thor: Love and Thunder, Black Adam, yep. Wakanda Forever, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Don't you mean Shazam? Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. And Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. It's got a lot to keep up with because last year's winner was The Batman. Okay. Which is a very good film. Yeah. So, Ben, what are your thoughts? Oh, this is a bad category for me, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't anyway, it? so yeah. <laughs> I'll take over now. Go on. Yeah. Uh, what stands out there? Tell us what stands out for you there, Ben. So you don't want me to go in order, I'll just say you what stands out. You can say whatever out. you like. Tell, tell them which you... To, actually, do you know what? I'm going to read out the titles and you tell me what you think, Ben. Thor, Love and Thunder. Boring. Black Adam. Boring. Wakanda Forever. Boring. Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. Very boring. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Meh. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Great fun. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Meh. Okay. That's fair. So there you go. I Dungeons think, and Dragons, colon. What, what about Teeths? I, I, yes, I know there were really oh, good no. bits to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Lucky. 3. <laughs> but like I said, when we watched that film last week, I would have liked a film that was just about that. Yeah, about fair the, enough. But you wouldn't have convinced you last week that you wouldn't have wanted that I film. Know you did, <laughs> I know you did. Well, kind of still do. I'm, I'm not going to expand too much because we, we talk a lot. When, when we talk about the comic book films, we, I tend to prattle on quite a lot then. But I'd agree. I'd agree a lot of what you say. I think Black Adam just sort of became a, D, a bit of a DC mess. Wakanda Forever. I think its good bits and its bad bits were a product of product. Uh, so again, the good bits and the last bits were a product of the events surrounding it, rather than what the story could be in terms of a Marvel film. And I think that distracted for good and for bad as well. Ant-Man Lost Quantumania, spoke about that already, just dis- just disappointing. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, just a no- bit nothing, I think, in the end. Yeah, in in terms of all these films, I think that's the only one that I fell asleep for a couple of minutes in, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons on our own seas, I think that's a... It was good. We all enjoyed it. Yeah, we yeah. did. I think, for me, that would be a, a, a close runner-up for me out of all those films. Mm-hmm. And Guardians of the Galaxy, we saw it last week. Haven't got really too much more to add, apart from I'm looking. I'm actually really looking forward to watching it again, and I'm really looking forward to watching all three. Yeah, Fair enough. Anything else to add on there, Arkin? Um, no, I think I would go Guardians with Dungeons and Dragons as a close second. Yeah. That would be my call. Ben, I'm going to go Dungeons and Dragons on the basis that if I had to watch one of these films again right now, that's the one it would be. <laughs> well, Ben, you're wrong because it's definitely Guardians of the Galaxy three. Okay. Out on those lists, it's the best comic book 
adaptation superhero franchise film out of all of those. But definitely a close second with Dungeons and Dragons because it was good fun and we all enjoyed it. We did. Yeah. And, you know... I think that's probably in the category of better than we expected it to be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot, with a lot of these things, I think we're finding it's all relative, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That was probably the most simple one of the lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Benjamin? Here's a new one for this year because as regular listeners may know, We've been doing our screenings of retro 80s-ish films at the Corn Exchange in Kings Lynn over recent months. So this category is now for our favourite retro reels screening. So it's kind of going to be a favourite of favourites award mm-hmm. this week. Because okay. okay. obviously we only pick our favourite films to put up on the big screen. So the, the four nominations, because we've watched four films so far. The Lost Boys, Gremlins, Terminator and The Goonies. So, Jables, have a crack at that one for well, us. I don't think I'll... Again, I probably won't labour on it too much. We've spoken a lot about them. I think, for me, The Lost Boys was the most surprising watching second time. It was the one I was least looking forward to out of all of those. And it was probably the best one for me re-watching in that regard. Gremlins was just great. It was. Really enjoyed it. Terminator was really cool watching. It was probably the coolest, like, experience. And I think it had the most mm. people in on, on that. And it kind of felt quite collective, it actually it? Yeah. it did felt really poignant like over egging it a bit but it just felt like everyone was watching it really invested yeah in it. and did. that was it and goonies was the goonies it's the most fun i'd probably say you know my heart says goonies just from so much and like but that's because i know how much i love that film and we love that film that feels like the most our experience but the terminate was the most collectively best probably my favorite retro screening of those ones mm. so yeah that's me yeah, I would agree with you, yeah. actually. I felt, watching The Terminator, it felt like we were in our stride when we got to that yeah. point. I really, really enjoyed watching it. But I loved watching The Lost Boys on the big screen mm. because I hadn't seen that one on the big screen. I guess we were nervous because it was the first one and I wasn't yeah. quite sure how it was going to look and it was really cool and just sat there watching it, it felt great. So I'd say Lost Boys is a close second, but Terminator, I would say, was my favourite retro real screening. Yeah. So it fits the brief the best for me. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be boring and just agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, The Lost Boys, it wasn't something I imagined seeing on the big screen and it just was really interesting to see it there. But, yeah, I think it goes to Terminator just because of the vibe that was there and just that it really suited being on that screen. Whereas the others, like Gremlins, yeah, great fun to watch. The Goonies, great fun to watch. But they didn't necessarily need to be on the big screen. But I think for Terminator, it added something. Well, I think Ben's decided that. I think no, he has, I, I, I think we all agree. That's, that's good. We all completely agree on one. Cool. So that's the first one. Yeah, I think you, it was, Unilateral yeah. agreement. Is yeah. that the right word? It is. It'll do. Yeah. We have consensus. We have. Oh, have you got a little oh, <laughs> just, sound effect? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's the retro reels one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so uh, this next one is actually Ben's award for uh, best use of cars in films uh, this year. So, Ben, as you pick these, if you'd like to tell us the films and use of cars. Certainly will, Jables. Now, I was just going to frame this by saying it feels like it's not been a great year for cars in films. Nothing really stands out. But here's the list anyway. We've got quite a recent film, Pope's Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Which included both a Fiat Panda and also Russell Crowe. Dressed in priest's outfit, riding a moped, pulling a lid off a water well. Yeah, that was brilliant. It was good. Yeah. How can you say it's a bad year for cars <laughs> and films? Okay, well, we'll come back to that <laughs> Go in a minute. On. John Wick 4, obviously, you know, quite a bit of car action in that, but particularly carnage, crazy carnage around the Arc de Triomphe. Okay. 
Goonies, we've got a couple here. <laughs> I love it. So we've got, why did I say it was a bad year for cars, actually? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Troy's Mustang, where he holds on to Brant's arm, like, and it doesn't make any sense. It's a couple of rivals. And he's, he's on a little bike that he's stolen off yeah. the kid. And he goes flying off, you know, quite a dangerous thing to happen, really. Yeah. And also within the Goonies, obviously, just the Fratelli's Jeep Cherokee, which they all pile into and then just win a Jeep race that happens to be happening on the beach while they're doing their escape from prison. But Mithrigan, bit of an odd one, just it's not really central to the film at all or anything, but it's just a really funny bit where she comes out of a building where she's just created a load of carnage and just steals someone's McLaren yeah. and drives off. Cocaine Bear for the crazy ambulance chase with Bear chasing ambulance and all kinds of crazy things going wrong. Day Shift for a car chasing a storm drain. Arguably a bit forgettable, but we'll give it a, an honourable mention. And just a tiny thing you might have missed from Jurassic World Dominion, Bryce Dallas Howard fighting off raptors off the back of a Bedford Rascal yeah, pickup truck yeah. in Malta. So uh, okay. I don't think I've got too much to add, though. For me, it's easy. I mean, Goonies is, is a retro reels film, but I can't necessarily honourably put it in. But for me, it would be The Pope's Exorcist. Just for comedy. But, uh, yeah. our kid, what would I've you... I've got to be honest, I'm totally with you. It's Pope's Exorcist. Yeah. I know a moped isn't a car, but I it know. was a motorised vehicle. And had a, had a Fiat Panda, which I still swear is a 4 by 4 But, yeah, that, that does it for me, for sure. The John Wick bit I liked, but it was a bit too cgi yeah, it was. for me. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, I'm going Pope's Exorcist all Ben, the way. you've got final say on this one, though. Okay, well, I'm afraid to tell you that you're absolutely right. It is the Pope's Exorcist <laughs> for the use of both Fiat Panda, which may or may not have been a 4 by 4 and the moped. This is two in a row. It seems like we're on a roll. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I've jumped straight into then. Our kid, this is your award, for Silliest Fun. Yeah. Our kid's pick. So I don't know if this is brain out, brain in, just the one that you... Is this your main film award? It's my main film award for the one that I thought was the silliest fun. So it was the one I, I liked the most. I forgot to say, by the way... That last year's best car moment winner oh, yeah. was the Fast and Furious Nine. <laughs> of course. For the, is it the Pontiac in space? Yeah. Pontiac Sierra yeah. in space. It almost didn't need saying. I mean, obviously, yeah. everyone yeah. knew that already. We, yeah, we did. Who won our kids' award last year then? Well, our kids' award for the silliest fun last year was Venom, Let There oh, Be Carnage. God, yeah. So mm, if it okay. can get anywhere near the great heights of that, then good luck to it. So my choices were Minions Rise of Gru. Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Day Shift, Violent Night, Pope's Exorcist, and John Wick 4. Okay. So, Ben, start convincing me which I think was the best, silliest fun. Oh, this is quite tricky because I, I think these are all actually strong choices. Minions, colon Rise of Gru. We've watched that a couple of times, haven't mm. we? And it is, it is good fun. So it you've is. got, like, little mini boss Gru, little yeah. tiny cute Gru, and just Minions <laughs> doing ridiculous stuff. Going on road trips and things. Yeah, good fun. Then we switched gears. Unbearable weight of massive talent. I mean, it's yeah, it was also mentioned in our original concept. And I think the combination of that, plus the, just the ridiculousness of the performances and Nicolas Cage is Nick Cage. It's like, what's not to like? Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, we're off to a good start. Yeah, so Day Shift. That was probably the... Oh, not necessarily the funniest of these, but it was probably the most different... Catchy would be the wrong word, but definitely with the tune and definitely with... It was quite an absurd film yeah. in a lot of ways. It was really enjoyable, though. But really enjoyable. Yeah. So I'd say, you know, it's hard to know where else this and would win the awards. we did know, actually, that it was a, a silly little vampire film, but it created quite a lot of lore yeah, for, it did, yeah. for such a, a fun 
concept film. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like it could have been a series. I think we got kind of mentioned yeah. that at the time. I don't don't know if it would end up being so, but um, yeah. And then you had Valiant Night, which I think for me, I don't know if you'd go for this or not, was probably the silliest, mm. funnest film of this. We haven't really mentioned too much about it since the review, but it was funny. It was the most surprising, almost one of the most brutal films that we watched in a lot of ways. <laughs> Probably, you know, higher rated than John Wick in some mm. ways. And um, yeah, definitely, definitely the funniest, silliest I'd, probably put on that list the mo mm. most out there of all of those ones so now uh, we've got two more nominations here um which are both quite recent so we've already talked about the pope's exorcist yeah and it's a film where you wouldn't necessarily have expected humor but they did play it quite deftly and add a little bit here and there mm. yeah and i think we were all going into that film thinking it was going to be a little bit rubbish and then we came out both sort of slightly impressed, but also smiling as well. I think we could all say that it was maybe on the horror film side of it. I don't think any of us were really scared at any point, were we? No. I don't think, I can't remember when we no, spoke about it. I think there was a jump scare or two. There were some weird bits. But, yeah. But I think at the time we never really felt threatened though, did we? No. There was no kind of menace to no, it. Right. Jump scares and bits and pieces. So it, it did make, it definitely lent more into the fun category. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's why I said it in the horror film roundup. John Wick 4, just silliness, turned up to <laughs> 11 point mm. 11 or something. It's, mm. yeah, just just ridiculous. I don't know if we'll, we'll mention it later, but John Wick still probably has the gag of the year. If there was a gag of the year mm. category for this, the funniest, silliest standalone moment was probably that moment on the stairs. That's the one where we collectively like yeah. laughed stupidly just kept going and, and going. it felt like we laughed at the film and with the film because we knew that they knew what they would do and they yeah. can't have not you can't have put that sequence in a film without knowing what you're doing yeah. and it just made it ridiculous and funny and you know so yeah definitely worth a mention so I'll keep the, the choice is yours though well I don't know Ben's call yet okay so I know yours yeah, is like violent let's night let's do a call it? yeah I'd then. say yeah sorry I didn't actually say I'd, I probably would say out of those silliest fun definitely violent night for me yeah, I I can't quite decide between Violent Night and Day Shift, so I'm I'm, I'm going to give it to Day Shift. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go Violent Night. Yeah. And I've I've kind of known all along I was going to go yeah, Violent yeah. Night just because I can remember we were crying through a lot of that film. We went to go and see we it did. a second time because we laughed so much yeah. and cried all the way through it with laughter again. We were laughing, you know, even when we were doing the the talk through yeah. afterwards we were just laughing and laughing I'm, about so much of it i'm really looking forward to watching it this christmas time it's gonna yeah. be great fun yeah good choice good choice Violent night so there we go. the moment has arrived overall favorite film category reminders our kid what won last year the winner last year was spider-man no way home Really? Yes, really? it was. Okay. Yes, and do you remember part of it was down to what a nice experience yeah. it was in the cinema because it was Ooh. absolutely jam-packed and people were just screaming, weren't they, because they were so yeah. excited yeah. about some of the callbacks and stuff. Yeah, that is true. So, yeah, it's a good show. It was great fun. Yeah. So shall I do the nominees you do the for nominees, this year? So the nominees for this year, I don't know if you want to do a little drum roll. You can see that I haven't been really like... Uh... <laughs> ah. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> We finished now. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Top Gun Maverick, Day Shift, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Violent Night, Wrath of Khan, Mithrigan, and John Wick Chapter 4. Ben, thoughts? Ooh, well, I mean, the first thing to mention here is we haven't heard anything about Wrath of Khan 
so far, <laughs> have we? So it's almost like it could is... be a retro reels. Yeah, isn't it, really? let's face it. You put Rafa Khan in there just for me because you know we we watched that. We we reviewed it. It was our um. We loved it. We loved we? it, and yeah. it has to go in as an honourable mention. It can't win the film award. It can't win. No, but really. for me, it's the best film on that list. But it can't win that award. So yeah, sorry, Ben. Carry on. Okay, let's go through it. So Top Gun Maverick, I think had so much build-up. If you remember back to even the months before that came out and they were just like, oh, by the way, Top Gun Maverick's coming. Well, it's coming. been advertised before COVID, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. We kept seeing bits and it got to the point where we thought, even if this is reasonably good, we're not going to enjoy it because we've been overexposed to the hype and the, and the bits yeah. and pieces. And then it turned out to be a really strong film. Yeah. Really well produced, good effects, good performances, mm. new catch line, catchphrases and bits and pieces. Day Shift... I mean, it's not going to win, is it? But I still really like it, and I'd really like. I keep, I keep thinking that I need to rewatch that film, and I keep forgetting I need to rewatch it. But I don't think it's going to win this category, is it? Everything, everywhere, all at once is an interesting choice for this, because I think it's one of those films where it is objectively very good, and it's quite, it's novel. But I think you've got to be in the mood to watch it, and I just wonder if it, if it can win. So I don't know. Maybe, Jables, you take us through a few. Well, yeah, I'll I'll jump in with you on Everything Everywhere All At Once, actually, because I do agree with what you're saying. I've only seen it the once we've watched in the cinema, and I really liked it. I do want to watch it again. I don't quite have that feeling of, I don't know if euphoria isn't the right thing. I'm thinking of my favourite film. I'm thinking of the the thing that, that, that makes me go, oh, that was awesome. And it was good, and I really enjoyed it, and it made me feel good afterwards. I don't know, there was something, I, I almost feel like there was something missing on it. I don't know. I, I hate to say it, but I have to watch it again, like to re- maybe really justify it. Yeah, this is actually a question I've thought quite often about films and like favourite films. Is that there's a difference, isn't there, between a film that you would watch a lot and enjoy it every time? So if you think about something like Hot Fuzz, for yeah. example, mm. which Absolutely. you could, we could probably watch that every, if not yeah. every day, we could watch it once a week and still enjoy it. And then films which are harder to watch or you have to be more in the mood for, but yeah. which are objectively better like june or something like, like june that, yeah i mean because hot fuzz is definitely like a collective kind of film it's an experience film that you want you want to experience with other people that you're mm. all kind of yeah, laughing because you're all kind of in on the joke yeah and there are oh, more serious films that are like that i mean even though we joke about it the original june it's like there's no reason that we would like that so much but you feel part of almost like a community yeah I, you know, I hate to say it, like Scott Pilgrim. I love Scott Pilgrim. And it's because, it, you know, you have that sort of like, I found that film. Yeah, I didn't make it, I got nothing to do with it. No one really liked it. I remember finding that film and going, I love this, this is amazing. Mm. Watchmen, that's a great example yeah. for us. We were like, right from the start, we were like, this is, a, I love this film, this is great. And yeah. I could see why people didn't like it, but I stand by it. And it feels like people are catching up to that a bit now with, with other films as well. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you. And on, on, on that re-watching, I mean, you went to see Violet Night, what, two days later? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you just wanted that, that experience again. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I haven't gone back to, but I definitely want to watch it again. It's yeah. on Prime for free. Yeah? yeah, okay. So, yeah, Violent Night. Yeah, we, I mean, we've just been talking about that, but... That definitely deserves a place on there just for the rewatchability, mm. the standout comedy, the absurdity, David Harbour, the grumpy Santa, the just the just the the bonkersness of it. But you know, the flashback bits to his past, there Absolutely. are a couple of tiny ones. I love that. They were it's really brilliant. good, yeah, it's, and it's quite poignant in places. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, that's definitely important. 
I'm not going to mention Rafa Khan again, even though it's on the list. Our oh, kid, what about Yeah, the... Mathregan, I think, is on there just because it was such a surprise how much we enjoyed it. Perhaps yeah. not my favourite film out of some of those others on the list, but... I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed the experience of watching it and there were gasps of surprise weren't there when we were watching that yeah, and I yeah. think there was some interesting new horror things that that came out of that. And then John Wick Chapter 4 was such a surprise for me because I hadn't seen any of the other John Wick films and I have to be honest, I wasn't looking forward to watching Chapter 4 at all. Oh, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, we were, were just really like, like oh, we were all day like I was like, oh, yeah, God, yeah. and now I've got to go and see John Wick 4. And I really really enjoyed it yeah. and i think that for me out of that list it is between everything everywhere all at once and john wick 4 those are the two that i enjoy i, I really liked violent night but i feel like i've given that it's due with <coughs> yeah, the silliest totally, fun film totally. so everything everywhere all at once and john wick chapter four i think have been my two favorites this year yeah ben ben Okay, well, let's check off what isn't going to win. Day Shift isn't going to win. It isn't going to win. Because it's it's enjoyable, but it's not, you know, it's not going to be anyone's favourite film ever. It was a great streaming film. It was a great thing to find yeah. and watch. It was. And yeah, good fun and we all enjoyed it. But yeah, it's, you know, you can't yeah. say it was the best film that we've, we've seen for sure. No, Mithrigan's in the same bucket there for me. Yeah, it's it was it was better than we expected, but it's it's not great. You know, it's not one of the greats. I'm just sort of ticking things off. Like Top Gun Maverick, I'm not sure what to say because like Top Gun was never really, I was never that massively into Top Gun and then it got overhyped, the Top Gun Maverick and then we enjoyed it. I think it was solid, but it's not my favourite. Mm. It definitely deserves to be on the list. I agree with you on that. It deserves to be on the list and it definitely was a part of that experience as well. Mm. And, you know, it was actually quite nice being in the crowds. Probably if you put that list out to a, like the general public, if you gave them that list... I'm pretty sure Top Gun Maverick would probably come up top, but we're not the general public. We're not. We're, we're kind of a special sample of it. So, yeah, I don't know. I did really enjoy John Wick Chapter 4, but I'm just trying to think how I'm going to feel about re-watching it. We haven't re-watched it yet. And I'm thinking if I was going to re-watch one of these films, it would probably be everything, everywhere, all at once before it would be John Wick Chapter 4. So I'm going to go everything, everywhere, all at once. Jables. Yeah, I think I, I probably should have mentioned that. I, I would like to add an honourable mention on that list, which would be for Nope. Just for me, because actually thinking about it, when we were just us talking about it again, I felt that kind of stir of, oh yeah, I do want to watch it again. That was something that stuck with me. And that's an important part of a film. That's mm. something that makes me go, oh yeah, no, I do want to do, want to do that again. I want, to, I want that experience again. But I think for me, looking at that list, there's one film there that stands out in terms of cinema experience, not in the same way as Spider-Man No Way Home, but in terms of there was a collective joy while watching the film. Everyone felt part of it. Everyone laughed in the right places. Everyone was like surprised and thrilled by the right places. We chuckled along, oohed along. It hung together for me as a great conclusion to an arc. It was poignant. It was funny. It was action-packed and it's John Wick chapter four I can hand on heart that's the one I felt like I watched in the cinema and almost punched the air that's the one I could have punched the air walking out of and going kind of like yeah yeah I felt I felt good after watching yeah. that yeah. I felt like that hit all the right notes and it's not a perfect film I think we said about some of the CGI is a little bit ropey some mm. of it not everything lands but just in terms of sheer arc completion just like, yeah, 
you know, screw you, the man kind of thing. It <laughs> yeah. just like it just hit hit the right note. So for me, that's the big winner. Well, Jables has spoken. Yeah. We've been overruled. Well, I'm happy to back that up, really. Yeah. I, I probably haven't given everything everywhere all at once. It's due, mm. I, I would say. There's a possibility, as Ben said, on rewatches, two years down the line, if I watch those two films back to back, I may well come up with a different conclusion mm. watching both of those, what I'd get out of them for the longer term. But just in, in the now, in the present, it's the John Wick that gets me going. Cool. Yeah. So I think I think for me on the, on the balance between those two it is that John Wick Chapter Four is more action packed. Although there, are, I suppose there is a lot of action, loads of action everything yeah. everyone wants, but it's a different type of action, isn't it? Yeah. And I, th- I think I'd say yeah, John Wick is more kind of fun filled and action packed. So I think it's a bit more like on any given day, if I didn't want to think too hard about what I was going to watch, it would be John Wick Four. But I think Everything Everywhere All at Once is objectively just a better film. Yeah, potentially. So, yeah. I don't disagree with you. It's really uh, special, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Not too disappointed, like it. No, I'm not too disappointed <laughs> at all. I think for me, if, if it was my choice, I know, yeah. it would have been everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once, but John Wick would have been a very close second, yeah. just given how that where we went from, I can't be bothered with this, yeah. to, you know, to the dizzy heights of, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I was much more invested in the whole series beforehand, mm. wasn't I? So, yeah. 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 I mean, the weird thing about this category is that Red Planet has been missed off. <laughs> well done, Ben. So that's the end of the uh, the Jables Awards 2023. <laughs> well, that's our ship arriving to take us home <laughs> or something. Yeah. So what's happening uh, next week then, uh, Benjamin? Have you, got, have, you got, have you got a tumbleweed sound effect? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. Should I jump in? Yeah, what's happening? Like so next week, Jables is not with us I'm because not. he is on his holidays. So we are doing a retro reels viewing of Batman. That made it sound like cause and effect. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I'm not here, so you're going to do something cool. We happen to be doing cool. Batman retro reels, but it is going to be a little bit later so we normally drop an episode on the Wednesday, but it's going to be probably Saturday when yeah. that comes out. So if you are in the Kingsland area and fancy watching Batman 1989 with us, it's on at the Kingsland Corn Exchange, 7.30 on Friday the 26th of May. So check out the Corn Exchange website to book your tickets. Tickets are selling fast. Yeah. yeah, or check out justsojables.com forward slash retro reels. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. The Court Orders Maverick. <laughs> that might be the last time I'm going to get one of those in. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Do you want to do some socials reminders? Socials are things like Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can find us there at Just So Jables. Nice. You can email in hello at justsojables.com or you can log on to the website justsojables.com. If you want to buy tickets for Batman, you can also check out the general retro reels ambiance. At justsojevels.com slash retro reels. He was doing so well as yeah, well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Mm. Leave us a five star review and the review, or leave us a one star review if you want. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think about the Jables Awards. Yeah. Did we nominate the right films? Did we pick the right films? Yeah. Is Jables an idiot? Yes. Who knows? He is. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to add? I need a drink of water. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything relevant to add? Absolutely none at all. Okay. okay. See you next year. <laughs> Goodbye. Red Planet for the win. <laughs> Anyone? Oh, dear. Just so jables. <laughs>